This is URN Sport. University Radio Nottingham, that's a good station as well, URN. Let them do a go well to finish, please. Can you stop editing the go well, please, at the end of their show? Cheers. Go well. Keep it URN. Keep it URN. Keep it URN. This. This. Is URN. Hello and welcome to Sticky Wickets, the Jimmy and Brody partnership of University Cricket Podcast, the best of all time. Got a packed show for you today, lots about the England-New Zealand series, as well as the Women's World Cup, which is going on in South Africa. Now, I'm going to introduce everyone by which supporting bowler they would be to Jimmy and Brody. So, Jemima, I'm getting Tim Bresnan vibes. Kent haven't produced a lot of players for the England bowling lineup, so Tim Bresnan, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. go with that. Yeah, quite a good batsman. Won, he's got the win ball that won the Ashes in 2010-11. He did. Yeah, I think that's fair. Workhorse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, workhorse, steady, robust, you can trust on the podcast. Charlotte, it's a little bit more tricky for you. <laughs> so no, many someone good, northern. Yeah, I, I might go... Mm, I was going to go Graham Onions, but I'm thinking Ryan Sidebottom as he actually played for Yorkshire. Uh, Toby, 100% Steve Finn. I'll take that. Yeah. Tall and gangly. Tall and gangly. Who would well, I be? Without the gangliness. Um, Tremlett? Correct. Yeah, he Just, can crush Tremlett. Have you seen Bo- how ripped he is? Bodybuilder. He is, have you guys seen how ripped he is? No. Right, okay. That might be the first diversion of the podcast. He is... He's stacked. Right. He's absolutely stacked. Right, we'll he's, get that he, in the break. He's now a bodybuilder, like, mm. full time. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. Should we start with Jimmy and Brody? I mean, that's the most important news. Obviously, England won quite easily down in New Zealand but they surpassed the Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne total of wickets taken as a bowling partnership 1002 has now been surpassed and 1001 has been surpassed yeah sorry Toby 1002 was the one that they needed to get to exactly yeah yeah. they did yeah they did that as well yeah they did how many are they on now they must be on 108 something like that yeah absolutely just madness uh let's go to Jemima first Jimmy and Brody it's it's hard to describe how good they are but how have they been so influential on English cricket for the past few years? I think they're just the legends of the game at this point. Mm. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, for me, like growing up, like, I feel like, you know, Jimmy Anderson's always been there. Like, and I, I feel like, you know, as a cricketer myself, like, you've mm. got to look up to them. Mm. Like, he, they probably influence so many young boys and girls mm. out there. Like, their bowling is just Im- unbelievable, honestly. Yeah. Um, they're amazing. Just They're absolute them. cheat coats. Charlotte, as the youngest on the pod today, by about two years, maybe three years from Toby, when did you remember watching Stuart Broad and Jimmy for the first time? Oh, God. Well, Jimmy's been playing the whole time I've been alive. Well, long no. ago. Wow. Yeah. So Jimmy debuted for England. So not just like mm. first class career, he made his international debut the mm. year before I was born. Wow. So Jimmy has, like Charlotte said, always been around. Um, when did I first remember it? I mean, probably at my, I don't know a specific time, but probably at my grandparents' house mm. because he would have it on, my grandpa would have it on. Mm. But when we were probably six or seven, yeah. maybe eight. I don't so know about 2010-ish, that sort of yeah, British insurance era. Yeah, between 2010 and 2012, nice. somewhere in that area. Yeah, the real purple patch for them. Toby, as the oldest on the pod, you can probably remember Jimmy Anderson being born. What's your memories of Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson as a bowling partnership? Weirdly, I don't actually remember them bowling together that well um, until fairly recently. I'd say 
I remember Jimmy's batting heroics in 2009 quite well. Yeah, that's my first cricket. And I remember a little bit of 2013, but mainly I think Bell scoring some hundreds. Mm. And then 2015, I remember Broad's 8 for 15, where Jimmy didn't even play in that. Yeah. Um, But then I'd say it's until maybe maybe 2017 when we played West Indies where I remember them a bit more together. Mm. Um, which is weird to think about because I mean they'd been playing for each other for what 10 years by then? Yeah, definitely. And they're playing for another 10 years possibly yeah. after. Who knows how long they're going for. It's, they're just absolute legends of the game. Like you said, my first cricketing memory of those two was 2009 Ashes. Broadly going absolutely mad at the Oval, ripping through the Australians and Jimmy at the other end, maybe not as prolific in that uh, series but had an amazing series against New Zealand earlier that summer going into 2010 they were so good against Pakistan uh, dominated India teams like Bangladesh just were just not able to compete with them and they've just been so consistent since and think about the ashes they've won 2009 2010 11 2013 2015 draw in 2019 it's not as many as I thought there was going to be however they're absolutely legends of the game and it's so exciting and now there's a little bit of doubt whether Brawley should be playing Toby you are the main instigator of that doubt across the nation across the na- I, I across basically the nation. yeah I'm the spokesperson for, for that one and everyone seems to have just copied my idea mm, yeah definitely and how's that look for you uh well considering I also said he'd be the one to take a five to, <laughs> to, to get them over the line it was a bit of a mixed response uh I thought I I still think that to have a more all-round attack you're probably better off with only two of Jimmy Robinson and and Stuart Broads, whatever that pairing might be. I think particularly in longer formats like the Ash, longer series like the Ashes, mm. you're probably going to mix and match a lot more. And they might play all three of them in some of the matches if it's going to be a little bit more green seamer. But I think you will also need someone like a a Stone or a Wood or even a Joffre, um, just mm. who has that little bit more pace at times. Joffre is an interesting one though because I feel like he's almost going to be more in that category of Jimmy Broadie and and. Uh, and Robinson from now on, as he mm. as he has been injured for so long, they probably can't use him as a sort of um, battering ram like like Joe Root used to in the past. Yeah. And they might have to save that down a little bit more to, to Ollie Stone and, and Mark Woods and some of the younger guys coming through, Matty Potts even, mm. um, who maybe aren't necessarily as quick as Joffre could be in his in his prime, but but they probably wouldn't want to risk his injury anymore. So he might be more of the, we'll take care of you a little bit. Mm. Uh, Charlotte? How long can these two go on together? Because they, they just seem to have a cheat code for ageing. They're like Tom Brady times two. Surely they've got another two, three years in them? I would think so, yeah. I think they'll both want to do the next... So obviously this Ashes and then probably even the next one in Australia. And mm. I think maybe then we might see less of them. Mm. Yeah, I think they might be sort of gradually brought out, like Toby says, with the plethora of English bowlers coming through. We might just be able to see them being rotated and held on to a little bit more. Uh, Jemima, let's talk about Brody with the bat, the Nighthawk. What were your thoughts on that? Because everyone was going mad on social media about that. It's a bit of an odd name. It was, wasn't it? Thank you. It's, it's a Night Watchman, and that's what it should be named as, not the Nighthawk. It's a bit of cringe, isn't it? I can't lie. I did think I was like, okay, it's come out of nowhere. I don't know. I really don't know what to say about that. Toby, do you have any thoughts on the Nighthawk? I don't mind it. It's as you said. I, I don't mind the name either. I think it's because it is so. It is meant to be a little bit cringe. I think and <laughs> and Stokes and McCullum have have obviously come up with this and, and Brody as well mm. to try and strike fear into the hearts strike of their opposition. Fear. Um, I think strike fear through comedic effect. <laughs> um, 
It, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it is obviously a little bit of a of a joke the way they're doing it, but it also does show their thinking behind behind mm. everything really that they are willing to rather than throw out Jack Leach, who is known for being re- like very solid and mm. and hard to get out, particularly to seamers. They they would rather risk it and throw out Brody and say, look, you've got ten minutes. If you oh. can hit a bunch of runs, um, just have a bit of a swing. Worst comes to worst, you'll get out, and then we can throw in a batsman for for half of the time. Because mm. say they throw in Brody with what twenty minutes to go, he hangs around for for ten fifteen minutes. Even and if they send in a, a sort of a top order batsman after that, then they have to survive significantly less. Mm. And also the game sort of they they're looking at the watches a little pushing bit pushing on the game, yeah, yeah. And you can slowly walk out mm. to the middle. I think it often makes more sense for when they... I think they did it in Pakistan. or They were planning on doing it in Pakistan at first. And it often makes more sense, I reckon, there because the pitches are probably a bit flatter. Mm. Um, and they sort of... And darkness is such a big... Has such a has such a factor there because they, it gets dark so much earlier than everywhere oh, else. So they don't necessarily know how long's left in play. So they can try and push ahead. Um, they did it over the summer with the new ball, I think, didn't they? Mm. To try and get ahead of... Um, the South Africans having having a shot at the the sort of the with the new ball at, at trying to um, get through the team. Mm. When you said darkness exists more in Pakistan, I was like, no, they also have night, Toby. Everyone has night. I was like, no, do you not we, understand how time? We don't have night. We have Nighthawk. That's a very good point. Nighthawk also sort of demonstrates that they're going for a very attacking mentality. It's not a watchman. It's it's a hawk. I'm I, I'm not really sure about my ornithological birds. I'm not very sure on birds, but I'm pretty sure it's an aggressive animal. I think that sort of summarised England's batting. Looked very positive. Duck, it was an absolute pleasure to watch. Should have got 100. Um, Charlotte, what did you make of England's innings? 3-2-5 for 9 and 3-7-4 all out. It was a very impressive uh, stint from both innings. It was indeed. Very buzzball-esque. I think Joe Root's been quite unlucky Mm. in the past couple of... Well, was it seven games? Seven games without 100. His longest run in two years. Um, But I think Harry Brooks performed well again. So mm, I'm really excited to see how he progresses through his career. And I think Zach Crawley played better than what he has done previously. And I think it's Ollie not saying Pope, much. <laughs> Ollie Pope's played quite well as well. I think he was unlucky mm. to get his half century in mm. the second innings. I thought Pope was a real standout. The shots he was playing, the reactions the commentators had showed a lot about him. Toby, you've been a big Pope fan, um, which makes you sound very Catholic. Um, he... Surely he's just gradually making his way into the side and I think he could be playing in the Ashes later this summer. I think so. I think unless he has a bit of a stinker next game and then against Ireland and he'll, he'll definitely be playing in that first first match of the series. Possibly even opening the batting depending on how they want to try and fiddle around with the team. But I think he has been, been class. And actually the way he has stepped up to bat at number three because he obviously had a lot of time down at five and six before under Joe Root. He's actually had a lot of opportunity to bat three and, and proved the reason why Ben Stokes has let him back there, which I think is is almost a bigger factor into to why he should be in this side is how he has matured in the last of last year. Jemima, I'm going to come to your predictions. We saw Please a lot don't. of batting. <laughs> Dan Lawrence didn't make many runs. Why mm. was that? Do you think? Mm, not sure. <laughs> didn't get picked for the team, maybe. <laughs> It's it's tough. I'll go through your predictions because me and Toby went over ours last uh, episode. You went most runs, uh, Mitchell, most wickets, Potts, another non-selected member of the team. I like how you went for something a bit different though. I rate that. Uh, player of the series, Dan Lawrence. Magic moment, Mitchell scores over 300 runs in a test. It's just not impossible. 
Well, my, he got out for a duck in the first inning, so... Yeah, well, well okay, okay. You can still get 300 in the next. My prediction of the series result has already gone down because Toby the weatherman predicted the massivest, the most hugest, the most ginormous cyclone. Not a drop, not a drop of rain. So thanks, Toby. I went for a nil-nil draw and I'm looking like a right clown. Do you think you can win this, this series from this position? They looked very dominating at the end of that game, didn't they? They did, especially like I don't know. They they've been bowling so well, mm. England. Like um, that's why I was hoping there was going to be like you know Matty Potts back in the team, mm. and I thought they'd give like maybe Dan Lawrence a little bit bit of a chance to play you know a test like because they'll I know for a fact they probably won't play him in the Ashes. Mm. So I was like, oh, you know, hopefully. But yeah, those predictions were a bit. Bit but we've, we've had bad <laughs> results we've also had Toby has nailed it. it it all can come and go I think England's bowling that you brought up there was a really good point I often asked I asked on the last podcast didn't I Tobes why haven't England bowled a team out and you actually look at the way they absolutely destroyed New Zealand from 14 for 1 to 27 for 4 rip through that top order and 28 for 5 even as well and then the tail goes really quick from 71 for 7 to 91 for 9 they bowled superb in that final innings. Charlotte, England's bowling. We've mentioned it a little bit. Jimmy and Brody were superb, but how good was Robinson? It was incredible. Mm. How many did wickets did he get? Like, a, a lot. fair number. Yeah. Four, four, four in the first, one in the second. So you got five. Mm. Yeah, so even though, yeah, that's only five wickets in the test, it's, mm. it's still five key wickets that mm. if he hadn't have got, the result might have gone a different way. He picked up Latham, Mitchell... I'm not going to pronounce that last one. And the bloke before Southey, as well as getting Nichols in the second innings. Toby, do you want to have a go at that pronunciation? Kugelain, I want to say. Oh. Did I you enjoy know. going to Mount Monganui? That was quite a fun name to say. It was quite Mount nice. Mount Monganui, yeah. Mount Monganui. It's quite nice. It'll be good on Scrabble, in fairness. Yeah. It was a very good test for England, and we've got a lot of positives to talk about. Uh, next series, do you think they'll make any changes, Jemima, or do you think they'll stick with that team? Do you think Matthew Potts or Dan Lawrence might get in the side? Maybe. I just hope they do it before <laughs> the Ashes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I just want them. I just want to see like their potential. Like, because Dan Lawrence is a really talented like spin bowler. Like mm. he proved that in the hundred. As much as you don't like the hundred. Yes, well, that's obvious. And thank that's you. Great action. Thank you. He, thank you yeah. for bringing up the tension between me and Toby. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, his action as well is mm. like a odd one. I don't know. I, I just like Lawrence. Uh, I think he's a good bowler, and mm. I think he deserves to, you know, see like let him have a chance to prove himself. Because mm. I don't think he's had much in like Test series. Usually. No, I, I agree. Charlotte. It's looking like England could win the series. The first time England have won a series in New Zealand for 15 years. Going to Pakistan and winning. Going to New Zealand and winning. Possibly winning. Possibly winning. Very good point. I'm just I'm being positive, Toby. This is new for me. I think we could see a real revolution. Ben Stokes in the press has said this is just the beginning of the entertainers, as he's calling it. What do you think the absolute limits are for this team if they keep going as they're going? I don't know if there is any. Surely, I mean, mm. we'd all love to see them win five 0 in the Ashes, but that's mm. that will be difficult against Australia, mm. even though we are going to be on home soil. But the way they're playing at the minute, surely that's a possibility that's just in the back of everyone's minds. Could we mm. win the Ashes five 0 I think, especially with what's going on in the Border Gavaskar Trophy, 
I think there's a possibility. Australia absolutely rattled. But we're going to go on to more English success. England are doing so well in the Women's World Cup, beating India on Saturday, which is a huge result, meaning they probably won't play Australia in the semi-final. We know how good Australian women's cricket is. England won by 11 runs, uh, dismissing. They pretty much got there quite a canter with with India not really posting a challenge. They beat Ireland as well, as well as the West Indies the previous Saturday. England's women's cricket is doing so well in tournament cricket, probably going to reach another final. Jemima, how excited have you been over this tournament? Well, I love women's cricket, you know. I think it's, I, I genuinely think they, we talked about it the other mm. day, like mm. the team is just incredible at the moment. Like mm. there's so many good players. Like it's, it's taken a while for England women mm. to like, you know, get to this good level of cricket. And I feel like they're paying off by like putting in a few new faces, like just to bring a team together. Uh, and, and you look at the side: Danny Wyatt, Sophia Dunkley, Alice Capstein, Natalie Skiver-Brunt, Heather Knight, Amy Jones, Catherine Skiver-Brunt, Sophie Eccleston, Charlie Dean, Sarah Glenn, and Lauren Bell. There are names that are sort of permeating. Dare I say the fans who weren't women's cricket fans? just mm -hmm. before, say, the 100. I think they're growing as a brand and success in the tournament, Jemima, is so important to grow this game, isn't it? 100%. Like, mm. uh, you know, it's it's taken ages for women's cricket to even come to this level. Mm. And I feel like as much as, you know, Australia has won the World Cup, if we win this World Cup, I think it's going to do absolute wonders mm. for England cr cricket. England look really good in the tournament. Australia have got four from four. The only other undefeated team is England. We can predict England-Australia in the final. Does that make you nervous? Or do you think, finally, England might get one over their Ashes rivals? It's hard, because we were talking about this the other day, and Charlotte reckons that Australia might come you know, above, which is understandable, because Australia are just an incredible mm. team, have always been a solid team. Mm. You know, They've won like five times. Yeah, I think so. It's just stupidly good. Yeah. They're like... Yeah, they've got, I, they've I got the faith. cheat codes. They, they do have the cheat codes, they, yeah. They have won, I want to say, more World Cups than... It's, it's something mad than in the top three sports of the world. They've won the most amount of World Cups in any gender. Just They just dominate for so long. Charlotte, anyone else been in the England team that's really caught your eye this tournament? Well, Sophie Eccleston, but I think mm. that's obvious yeah. and she's caught everyone's eye, so mm. I don't really know if you can. Uh, Sophia Dunkley's been quite good mm. at the top of the order. Mm. I'd probably say her. She's been very good. Toby, I know you've been very busy, so I haven't been, as well as your hatred for women, of course. You haven't been able to watch a lot of it. The final is at one o'clock uh, on Sunday. A really good time for a wide audience. And let's say England get to the final. Would you like it to be on terrestrial telly? Would you like it to be that sort of treatment that the Men's World Cup final was given? I, th I think it almost certainly will be on mm. terrestrial TV. Uh, I don't know about... Uh, time zone should work well as well. because It's it'll one o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. yeah. So I assume it'll be on BBC or ITV or whoever, mm. um, sort of page, maybe Channel 4, whoever, mm. uh, which I think is, yet again, another really good thing. So you've seen with pretty much every men's final, they always move it to the BBC or, or ITV. So you'd expect them to do the same for, for the women's. Mm. South Africa, despite hosting the tournament, had had a bit of difficulties. Van Neerkirk oh, yeah. failed to make the kilometres and time required. And that sort of scuppered them as a host nation. Is that it's quite an interesting debate, this Charlotte? When can fitness and also talent sort of border? Because hosting a tournament and being the prime star of South African women's cricket, as well as having a wife in the team, it's quite difficult to balance all that. 
it's really scuppered South Africa at uh, home, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I think the fact she was just coming back off injury mm. and she was, what, 18... I think it was 18 seconds slower than what she should have been. I think it was a bit harsh. Yeah. Like, even have her in the team, but maybe don't even start her. Like, she mm. could she can be the 12th man or whatever. Yeah. I uh, think it's been very harsh on her. And, it, and it's cost South Africa. And you look where they are in their group. They could be high, they could be qualifying. India are not confirmed to be in. As we currently speak, they're rain delayed against Ireland, who haven't won a to- uh, tournament game. However, if they get this win, it could lead the West Indies into the group and uh, into the semi-final, which would be amazing. Let's go all the way back over to India. Australia have been rattled. Australia are getting battered. It's, we'd love to see it if it wasn't against India. India have been claimed at producing dodgy pitches, ointment on the hands. It's a little bit dodgy, Toby. It's a little bit dodgy. Yeah, another another tough loss for for Australia. Skittled again in the, in that their third innings. Um, a lot a lot of sweeping going mm. out as well, which isn't isn't very helpful. Um, allowing Jadeja taking seven for, mm. uh, which is quite a, quite a good effort from him. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Labuschagne and Smith dismissed in the same over as well. It's all going wrong for Australia in their preparations for the Ashes, Charlotte. Could this be worse timing for the Aussies? Probably not. But then it is India. Their mm. pitches are a lot different to what England pitches are. So I don't want to like get too excited at the minute because anything can happen. But it is quite hopeful looking at how they're playing at the minute mm. and how we're playing at the minute. Are you? Aren't, you know what? We're going to do it now. Ash's predictions. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't tell this to the crew. They didn't know this. Bresden, Finn, side bottom, did not predict this. Myself, Tremlett, I'm going to go 3-1 to England. Oh, I was thinking 3-2. I was going to say 3-1 England. Mm. Jemima? I don't know. 5-0. <laughs> <Go laughs> yeah, 5-0 to, <laughs> to England. 5-0 to England. Have you been able to watch much of it or have you just seen the horrific results? I've just been seeing the results. It's quite funny, isn't it? It is a bit. And I know Charlotte doesn't want to get hopeful, but I'm absolutely gassed. <laughs> no offence to Australia or anything. And they're, you know, they're an amazing team. You know, no offence to them, but, you know. No, no, England no, no. All send the all the offence. Send it over. Yeah. Let's, let's send it their way. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the podcast. Does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Toby, you got anything you want to plug? Jemima, Charlotte, anything? Nothing? Um, nothing. Not of No reason. plugging today. No, no plugging today. Right, we'll, we'll end it on a sort of sombre note. Toby... Would you like to see the go by? Uh, the good buys? The go buys. The go buys. <laughs> the go buys. And the good wells. The good wells. You know what Erin started saying to me? She started saying, instead of go well, she'd be like, I'll say go well to her. And she'll say go better. Which is a real mentality monster sort of thing to say. I think we should adopt that as our sort of catchphrase. But also, also, Sticky Wickets posted their 100th post today. Mad considering Toby's been on a 100 course and I've just been busy. Toby, the social media... What's your been your favourite memories of the social media? Uh, I quite like all of our different predictions mm. and how horribly wrong they mainly go, mm. with the occasional surprisingly good call. Mm. I tell you what would be good if we made a sort of we took our best predictions and worst predictions because yours for Ben Duckett scoring a hundred in the first day and he did it within an hour essentially that was mad. So we've just had your official predictions for England are going to win the Ashes. Can we put that on the Instagram soon? I think we, I think we, I think we make our early predictions. I think that's official. Now. I mean, I, I think my predictions might be slightly changed mm. to five nil, but five nil. 
I think. I, do. I don't know. Maybe I might as well just go with the. Might as well. Nil. Might as well. Confidence is key. Yeah. Mm. I mean, looking at my past like predictions, might as well just go all out at this point. Matthew Potts is going to take the most amount yeah. of wickets. Dan Lawrence, player of the series. <laughs> <laughs> and that pretty much wraps it up. Toby, um, you can say the go. I've done it again. The go buys. The, the go buys and, and the, the good words. The, the good words. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Make sure you URN keep it. Um, <laughs> and uh, good, well, and go by. <laughs>